welcome to Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth. I'm your host, Lindsay Mack. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I it, It's a big time, us meeting, we're about to transition into uh, Aquarius, <clears throat> which means that we're shifting from the frequency of the devil to the star, which is delicious. And it also means that we're a couple days away from our full moon lunar eclipse in Leo, which officially ends eclipse season for this part of the year. And we'll greet eclipse season again <laughs> later in 2019. But um, I encourage everyone listening to this to kind of reflect on what the last... Um, two to three weeks has really brought for you and what it's brought to you, the medicine that it's um, handed you and invited you to take a look at and what's been cleared or what has wanted to be cleared and what is um, now growing in the place of something you've released. Um, 2019, although not as intense in the way that 2018 was, is still um, a very intense ride because we're in really intense times. Like these are times that no one on the planet in any incarnation has ever lived through. So being gentle with ourselves and, you know, taking care of the body is really important because, um, the body is the vessel for all the intuitive information. Like the body has to process all these changes. We always assume the body is separate, or that it somehow needs to kind of get in line. Um, and it's not true. Um, there's a lot now coming out. So with the ending of this cycle, we're now exiting eclipse season with the potential of being really free, really light. <clears throat> so there's a lot of loveliness there. Um, I want to thank everyone. Holy shit. The response to trauma in the tarot has been ridiculous. I'm so honored. If you're interested in purchasing it, it's up, it's available. Um, so honored to be serving you in this way. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. And if you're interested in learning more about this mini course offering on my site, you can check it out at lindsaymack.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, or look at the link on my, on the show notes. Um, yeah, but if you're wanting to learn how to use your tarot deck, as an ally around trauma, difficulty, self-care, this is the offering for you. And I hope you love it. So I'm going to dive right into this episode because I'm just so excited and delighted. Since switching this podcast format, these interviews just feel so different. Um, not better because what an honor it was to get to interview the people that I did when uh, I was interviewing readers. But, oh, uh, it's just wonderful. And I have such an unbelievably potent, beautiful, delicious, amazing guest today. Um, I have on the podcast, um, speaking about embodiment of three of cups, the incredible Stacy Ivory. So a little bit about Stacy. Stacy Ivory is an intuitive guide, 
a tarot reader, a Reiki practitioner, an herbalist, and a maker. Since coming out of the broom closet as a witch, embracing an innate relationship with ritual and a mission to empower women, she aims to hold space where we can connect with our true essence of self through ancient traditions and modern practices. Stacy resides in Brooklyn, New York, where she teaches workshops, leads moon ceremonies, hosts circles, and facilitates women's work. After her own transformation, after her own transformative initiation experience with Women Within International, she regularly staffs on healing weekends and is currently the circle coordinator for its New York metro area, placing women in circles who are seeking community. Stacy is a really precious person to me. Um, she is somebody who, and we talk about this at the beginning of our interview, uh, is uh, holds a very unique place in my heart as someone that I love and cherish as a friend, but also as someone who I have a very unique relationship with on both of us being teachers to one another. So I began as um, one of Stacy's tarot teachers, and she has since uh, become one of mine around group work, communication. So we share this um, really precious, beautiful, mutual um, teacher receiver relationship with one another. And I could think of no better person to really step up as an embodiment of three of cups than Stacy, because there is nobody and you'll really feel it and hear it in her interview. There's nobody who loves shines, um, who is filled and, um, brings magic to group work like Stacy. It's really, um, as someone who's pretty hermetic and doesn't tend to be drawn toward group work, um, if I'm able to show up to anything that Stacy is leading, I'm there. Um, she's just extraordinary. So Stacy is showing up for us as an embodiment of two cards, um, I believe. Um, she really embodies in her organic life, because remember these interviews are about embodiment of the cards so we can really learn how they work in the world. <clears throat> and one of them is three of cups and the other one is queen of wands. So three of cups is an experience of communal joy and communal, um, exchange, trust, communication, and celebration. It is a ritual card. It is a ceremony card and is very much about honoring thresholds, um, honoring the joys in life amongst each other. Um, and we can see in the Smith Rider weight, there's usually, um, this is also seen in the Aquarian. There are many decks where we see this. There's usually some kind of evidence of plant or fruit or vegetable growth. And that's because there's a beautiful essence to three of cups that has to do with growth and harvest and fecundity and fun and deliciousness. And Stacy. um, really knows how to both invite people into this group energy and also um, how to uh, engage in this to be in receiving herself. And in this interview, we talk a lot about how we can feel safe in groups like this, how Stacy's journey of feeling safe in groups like this is important, how communication is crucial to being able to drop into a really beautiful three of cups experience. So we talk a lot about um, group work, 
why Stacy loves it, why it's essential. Um, and we also talk about covens and working in coven and having kind of sacred community. Um, and when I think about the essence of Queen of Wands, which is a court card ruled by water and fire, and we will definitely talk to more Queen of Wands people um, in the coming episodes because it's a secondary embodiment in this interview, even though Stacy is 100% Queen of Wands. Um, we didn't go into as much focus on it as the Three of Cups. But Stacy is a full-on embodiment of um, Queen of Wands because Queen of Wands is the embodied witch. It's a witch that doesn't need to necessarily say that they're a witch. To report that they're a witch, it's somebody who lives their life in alignment with this level of um, both depth and passion of zest for life and um, power and ability to connect with the deep waters as well as um, the deep fires. And Stacy is that in spades and, I mean, an incredible witch, obviously. Um, so I'm so excited and honored to share this. Stacy is so special. Um, just a gentle word that um, this episode might feel um, we do speak in this episode because this just happens to be where Stacy, um, the, some of the languaging is a little bit, um, less gender inclusive because a lot of the time we're talking about women's gatherings or using the term women rather than, um, gathering. We mention a couple times that she is so available, open, delighted to serve everyone, even those who do not identify um, as a woman. But I just wanted to offer a gentle word that <clears throat> even though we're exploring Three of Cups from this perspective, um, Three of Cups as a tarot card absolutely is not relegated to gender, um, Is does not only belong to um, cisgender or identifying women gathering together. Three of Cups belongs to everyone. We're just exploring this from Stacy's perspective, and Stacy's perspective is actually totally inclusive. Um, but you will notice a couple different times that we're speaking in a way that um, just uses the term women. And I just really want to honor that and um, really just name that this card is for absolutely everyone and the Queen of Wands is for absolutely everyone. So um, in your own practice of woman is not a word that you identify with. You're not looking for women's groups. You're actively, you're actively not looking <laughs> to have a gendered woman experience in three of cups. Um, I invite you to take the essence of what Stacy is saying and really, um, allow that to flood into your heart in looking for the kind of, um, boundary work, communication work, love work, trust work that Stacy speaks about, um, and empower yourself to, um, utilize that to find a group that you feel, um, sees you, holds you. And a lot of that is what Stacy does. So I'm just naming that because if we're going to tip into, um, really specific talk about gender, just as the host of the podcast, I always like to mention that, but obviously, um, this is a focus on Stacy's work. And even though Stacy serves everyone, we do talk a lot about that and we do use that word. So it's just a gentle word that, um, 
it's an invitation for everyone to drop into three of cups um, to take what works and leave what doesn't. So hopefully that serves. Um, Stacy is an absolutely remarkable teacher, leader. Um, I had literally a life-changing experience with her at Spirit Weavers Gathering, and we do talk about a little bit about um, how um, our experience at that gathering um, has not always felt safe and how we've both taught at that gathering and uh, both been just participants at that gathering and how communication was really key in making that gathering feel safer. Um, so that's another really powerful thing that I think that this um, episode really goes into and it goes into many different areas, but how communication actually builds the bridge for us to really drop into this kind of communal delight. So hopefully this episode really serves, really, um, really nourishes because I know for myself, I'm always working on feeling more trusting of groups. And, um, Stacy has been such an important person in my life to help make me feel safer. So if you, uh, have felt like you don't quite feel like you have a kinship or a trust with three of cups or you love it, but you also are not sure if you have full trust in it, this episode is totally for you. So I hope you love it. And here is my talk with Stacy. Be well, be good to yourself and have a beautiful week. Welcome back to Tarot for the Wild Soul. I am here with my incredible guest, beautiful embodiment of Three of Cups and Queen of Wands, Stacey Ivory. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) um, You're only my second embodiment interview and this feels so right because I love you so dearly. I'm such a fan We have, I feel like one of the most like precious relationships in my life because, um, you've been my student, I've been your student and it's like so precious and beautiful when that happens, like truly in an equal fashion. Um, and you are so amazing. I'm blushing. (laughs) I'm blushing. I am. I'm really blushing. We are. We totally are. And I'm just so excited to like you like the wisdom that you have and have walked in this life is just so precious to me and so amazing. And I'm really excited to dive into everything. So, um, I feel like I would like to begin by asking you to share what it is that you do. Oh my goodness. Um, so I am a tarot reader, a Mm -hmm. Reiki practitioner, Um, But most importantly, I am a facilitator of women's work Mm -hmm. and I hold different types of women's circles, um, moon ceremonies, and I staff on uh, healing retreat weekends for women and I teach at different women's gatherings. And that is where I shine and Mm. what I love offering most. That's so beautiful. I mean... Again, when I was thinking about you coming on this podcast, like you are Queen of Wands, like in so many ways that I mentioned in the intro, but um, the most immediate card, the one I shared with you is just like, there is no better person to shine a light on Three of Cups because of your work with um, in women's work, in group. Um, I would love to hear the journey and the story of how 
you came to um, maybe even like, I'm not even sure, I'm sure it's a blend of it, but um, how you came to that work, either by a receiver of it or realizing you wanted to do it. Like, what was your journey into realizing the power and like the healing medicine of that kind of group work? Well, what's interesting is, especially even being here across from you and how we got to know each other in our journey and me being mm-hmm. your student through tarot and and like I've, I've shared with you before of how you have definitely been a person that's really allowed me to see where my gifts lie and what mm-hmm. it is that I have to offer. And in so many ways, it was through tarot, even though you know, I am a reader, but mm-hmm. like I said before, you know, where, where, where I really have, um, great medicine is when I'm in group settings and when I'm, um, in co-created spaces with others. Um, my journey, I'll talk about a little bit of my journey with tarot first and mm-hmm. then, and cut and we'll bring it back around, please. Um, my journey with tarot, I've been reading, seriously for people for about three years. I started studying about five years ago Mm -hmm. and it wasn't something that I had connected with um, immediately or for a really long time actually because of the myth that you have to be like gifted your first deck. Mm -hmm. So I was waiting for that for so, so long. Um, Let this be a lesson to everyone. You do not have to wait because you're a genius. The fact that that stupid myth kept you from stepping into tarot I just want to let this be a teachable moment. Yeah. Continue, and, please. And I mean, and then, you know, later in life, I learned that my love language is gifts. So it was Aww. just so disappointing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, why love. didn't someone come through? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I had gotten, you know, readings here and there, pulls, random reads from people. It still wasn't something that really resonated. And uh, there was this restaurant that I used to work at that had a weekly tarot reader there. And uh, my friends and I nicknamed him Otho because he looked like Otho from Beetlejuice. Nice. <laughs> but, Amazing. Uh, I had sat in on a couple of readings uh, with <laughs> friends and he was like so spot on with everyone. And then when I actually um, sat down, I felt like he was just like super way off. Uh-huh. And yeah, and it was, just, it was just things that I like, I just didn't understand anything that he was saying, you know, or um, and he was saying things like, you know, you're going to be a teacher. And Mm. I was like, "Mm, academically, no, that's not me. (laughs) Um, You know, you're going to go through, you know, a spiritual creative miscarriage and, um, and kind of go through this crazy journey, which at the time, like, I was just like, I'm very strong in my spirituality. Like that, like, doesn't make sense. Like, you know, don't know what this guy's talking about. Mm. And it wasn't until years later, um, after, you know, life and, and other like traumatic incidences, um, where I had an aha moment of, oh my God, like, this is what he was talking about. And that, that didn't show up until many years later after like, kind of like going on this journey. And then that's when I was like, all right, what's up with this shit? Like I need to (laughs) look into, look into tarot. Tarot is not linear. Yeah. So powerful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but having that aha moment was something that happened to me in the shift that preceded this 
journey, this experience that I did call with Woman Within, which is an organization, mm. and we'll talk a little bit um, more about that. But I created this shift. I was able to um, really realize a lot of myself that I had su- I had been suppressing, mm-hmm. um, and really like acknowledge how cynical I was in my, you know, early twenties mm. and, you know, fuck that hippy dippy, like bullshit and that. all of that. And, and really kind of discovered what it was that my journey was actually supposed to be, you know, mm. that, that really came at, at, at later in life. So I had this tarot reading that kind of, that I realized was, I realized the medicine of it years later after this experience with women. Mm. So does that kind of like make sense of like Absolutely. kind of where my tarot journey is and then bring it back to, to yeah. the women's work um, and really wanting beautiful. to take, yeah. And wanting to take a deeper dive in a lot of things spiritually um, and, and just kind of like explore different workshops and, and then really realizing, oh, this is something that I want to offer. And so, oh, wow, now I'm a facilitator and like <laughs> teaching workshops. And I didn't know that that was a thing. You yeah, know? Um, totally. I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it's, it's just been, it's been tough and it's been amazing, but I really don't want to do anything else other than sit in circle with women all the time um, and people. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Can you explain for the listener, because this really is to me, the crux of three of cups is that real special, completely, um, unrepeatable magic that happens when people come together to celebrate themselves and to celebrate life and each other. And for anyone listening, and I am being very genuine in this question, um, can you describe to people what you love most about it and the kind of magic that exists for you in those spaces? Well, for me, what, what I love and what I've learned and what I've witnessed is really when women gather in sacred space and in an authentic way and being vulnerable, that allows us to have compassion for one another mm. and to, you know, reveal ourselves to one another. Yeah. And it's totally shifted my relationships and my interactions with, with other women um, in these spaces because there was a lot of distrust there for so long. Um, and even just, you know, in society, we've been conditioned to be pitted against each other. And this was something that I experienced. And this is something that I want to continue to experience of really gathering in a sacred way, um, mm. whether it be anything. And so, you know, this, the three of cups is about, you know, celebration and reunion and, mm-hmm. and joy and festivity and all of that. But I think that the for me and in the work that I do, the work of the Three of Cups is women gathering collectively in sisterhood for the greater good. Hell yeah. You know, and and that's what's happened. I've witnessed women, you know, manifest things. I've, I've seen them, you know, re- and, and, and myself, you know, release their fears, really do do work, um, talk about things that they're proud of, talk about um things that that they're ashamed of or or what makes them sad. And that's that's not something that we get to do um, 
on a day-to-day basis, even with just like our girlfriends, you know, even just asking, you know, how are you today? Like, do you really have time? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing good. You know, it's hard to say that in, in regular life, you know? Yeah. 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 And I, you know, you alluded to this and started to language it, but I feel like something that you and I have talked about a lot, just socially, like as friends, like just talking is that for some of us, and I think all of us share this, um, that the wounding that we can have around gathering with any group of people, much less woman to woman or person to person, whomever, obviously gender is so fluid, but in speaking about this idea of doing women's work, Mm -hmm. gathering in circle, like I imagine because I'm still at the beginning stage of my life due to just like wounding in that area, which I'm completely like an open book about, but I imagine that the work and the magic that also happens in that is that that wound starts to be dissolved. Mm -hmm. And part of that is because you're seen and it starts to become safer to be in connection in that way. Mm -hmm. So it seems that really all relationships begin to deepen in their awareness, communication, and compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, women's work and, um, and, and that label and, that it isn't limited. Um, of course, there, like you know, gender is is fluid, and everyone um, identifies in, in a different way. I think for me, um, and a lot of people that have come to my spaces have had a hard time with that word, you know, or mm-hmm. a lot of pain with identifying as a woman. Um, and some 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 people that feel that they shouldn't be a woman or it's wrong it's a curse and in doing women's work for me there's a lot of like reclaiming in that and what the magic is and what our gifts are mm. and and then there are so many wounds there of course like we were just saying and i feel that when we really do that work when we reveal those wounds when when we realize that triggers can be a gift and can shine a light on what needs healing, you know, that's how we're able to evolve and, and grow and, you know, and, and be better than we were a minute ago. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to, uh, something, uh, sparked for me while you were just speaking about that so beautifully was that, um, like I have truly never been, in any kind of group work um, with anyone who held a stronger container than you. Um, And I got the gift to be able to sit with you for the first time um, this summer when I did a compassionate communication um, group with you at Spirit Weavers Mm -hmm. where I was in, you were teaching and I was just there with a friend um, enjoying and attending. But I feel like Um, so much of what I observed that I think might sound so obvious to anyone listening to this, that you would think like, oh yeah, of course I witnessed you truly at that gathering. And then at a gathering I went to at your house this, uh, later that summer, like truly Everyone is allowed to feel however they feel Mm -hmm. when they're in circle with you. And I feel like for people who have not been trained 
as you have in this way where you are just deeply in group work all the time, like you're staffing, you're working, you're holding space, like always. And we'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the allow, it really was an incredible, I don't know. I don't know that I'm putting it eloquently, but just the inspiration was left a very lasting impression on me. It was like, it truly is permissioned in here to say what you want, to d- express what you want, to have a weird face to say a weird comment mm-hmm. as long as you're not harming anyone and there's respect. Like yeah. it is really amazing. Yeah. Um, and I can tell it rolls right off of you. Like truly, I'm sure you do your work on that, but <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is amazing. And, um, that is a form of real unconditional love to, to me mm. it, with each other as women, as well as like, we're always looking for someone to be nasty or for some, like, at least mm-hmm. for me, like yeah. there can be a tendency just interpersonally sometimes to think that someone is thinking the worst yeah. or to be defended before you've even spoken and, um, or to have an expectation of what someone should be like in circle mm-hmm. and your circles are just so like, there's such an unconditional space held and yet a very strong space. Um, how did you I know that that's like a little, it's getting a little out there with, but it just really was an incredible experience. Like, how did you begin to develop? And I don't even know if you can answer this, but how did that skill begin to develop in you where you allowed yourself to just say, okay, like it is okay for anyone to come here with anything and I can hold that? Well, I think from 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 holding space, um, with, you know, the women's organization that I'm a part of and sitting in a certain type of circle, um, that was very separated from a lot of like the witchy things that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd go to different workshops about, you know, crystal healing or, um, you know, full moon ceremony, um, herbs or anything like that and sometimes there would be facilitators that would you know have everybody do a check-in which is um new to a lot of people which is and and sometimes just very brief of like saying your name and why what are you here to learn or it can get a little bit deeper but I've realized that sometimes even in doing that that's the first time a person has experienced that and it can naturally go deeper with them with them having a moment to to speak about what their name is or what they want to learn or what their intention is or focus is and then sometimes it can get more vulnerable and they can reveal more mm-hmm. But what I realized was when I was in these spaces, there wasn't time for that. Mm. There wasn't time to go back and say, hey, is there anything you need around this that you shared? How Mm. can I support you? Because there was a whole, you know, agenda plan. Well, now we've got to get back to talking about lavender, you know? (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I really wanted to create a space where that's all it is, you know, where it's just sharing as little or as much and having an opportunity to receive support if you need it or just be be there and be present and hold space for others, which has happened at circles before. I've had some women that didn't want to share but just wanted to be there to hold space for other people, you know? Yeah. And that's welcome and appreciated. And, you know, it's beautiful and amazing when we are just with each other. Yes. It's beautiful. Did that answer your question? I think okay. it did because my because my question was was a little more of like a 
revelatory delight mm-hmm. in your work. <laughs> but yeah, you, it was a perfect question. Like that is also another thing too, that I think is really interesting because, um, when we talk about, like, I think a lot of the time with intuitive work mm-hmm. with, and I don't know if you would agree with this, you know, you may have a different feeling on it, but I feel like a lot of the time with folks who do like tarot, any kind of intuitive, uh, space holding that there just is naturally, uh, the work makes itself available out of the time for advice giving mm-hmm. or needing to fix. Yes. And that's sort of like, uh, it's an undoing over yeah. a little while of knowing where that line is. And the most, um, what is so incredible about the uh, group work that I've experienced that you have held space for is like there is zero fixing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, um, I know the lights just came on in my kitchen. <laughs> magic. You also do have a very magical house. <laughs> we do, right? It is. It's quite magical. Um, but there is, there's no fixing. And in mm-hmm. fact, uh, the space you hold to also remind participants, like, don't fix it. Yeah. You know, um, I think is so welcome and needed. And to me, not in a particularly brilliant way, I think most anyone would know this, but to me, that is um, something so different about group work and especially the group work you facilitate as opposed to um, maybe a class or a circle that has a little bit more emphasis on um, needing there to be something more to someone who's expressing that I think is really important for people to receive just to know that they can share and that they can share as much about it as possible and no one needs to pull them out. They just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There are, you know, workshops that I teach or ceremonies, um, especially if it's, you know, a a full moon or new moon celebration. A lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll share what I have, you know, the medicine that I have around the moon. And then there are activities. And a lot of times, you know, on the full moon, we'll, we'll write and, you know, do a burning bowl ceremony. Um, But even that, and if there are like journal prompts or, you know, Mm -hmm. setting intentions, you can do it or you can not. Like, and every decision is respected always. So being able to just be, you know, that's where you, that's where you can go to sacred space to do that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, talking about, trying to fix it that's what happens you know when we when we talk to our family or friends about you know oh I'm experiencing this or you know this just happened with my sister a lot of times when people hear that information then they feel like okay well I have to make this better for you Mm -hmm. so this is what we're going to do or this is what I have to offer and a lot of times like yeah you said you just want to be heard or just be with that yeah you know or be be held or seen and a lot of times you can just ask for help or ask for advice and yeah. say, what do you think I should do? Or has anybody else experienced this that they can share with me? You know, but yeah. being, but just being um, kind of makes people uncomfortable because they don't know what to do or they yeah. feel that they have to do too much and you don't, you know, yeah. and even me, sometimes I get nervous when I lead a circle. And if it is, you know, just an empowerment circle where we're just going to share, I have to be like, wait, you don't have to plan anything. The women are going to, are gonna, bring it all. Yeah, bring it all. And they're <laughs> going to create the space. All you need to do is, you know, whatever the rituals <laughs> that are for, for setting the space and just be. But I can get, you know, nervous beforehand of like wanting it to be great and perfect of and course. have something planned. And 
You know, it doesn't need to be that hard because everybody has their own wisdom that they're going to bring. And that's what happens in my circles is, you know, I'm facilitating it and, and maybe I might have prompts or, you know, an activity, but it truly is a co-created space. And every yeah. circle is unique because of the women that sit in it and what they bring. I love that. Yeah. So beautiful. How did you, what was your journey of stepping into, I know we sort of touched on it, but just if you want to flesh out your journey a little bit more, like what was your initiatory process in becoming a facilitator of this work? So I started when I, and I mentioned, um, woman within, uh, which is a not-for-profit organization that offers, uh, programs and uh, retreats and uh, workshop circles um, to to women to better know themselves um, mm. and to start a journey towards healing. Um, it was an organization that was created in the early 80s um, that grew out of its brother community, which is called the Mankind Project, mm. um, which was actually a direct outgrowth from the feminist movement of the 70s um, that is also a not-for-profit um, offering, you know, healing programs for men. Um, but so there's this organization that, um, that I'm a part of and that's amazing. And um, it, I've, I've talked about it sometimes and it's, it's really hard sometimes for me to talk about because uh, there's a lot of secrecy around it and <laughs> like, sounds like a cult, even yeah, though it's not. Yeah. I mean, also <laughs> on another note, I am a prime candidate to be in a cult. Um, <laughs> my Venus is in my 11th house. So, you know, understood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friendships and groups and organizations. Is, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just dying to like live in a commune with people. I have looked at, <laughs> I have looked into this organization and they are solid. There, yeah. there is no cult. Well, but well, I understand. Well, I do want to say, you know, you can look at the website and it can seem, you know, kind of vague. Um, and part of it is, you know, you don't want to give away the magic and you want, you know, every person to kind of just experience it. And another thing is you really don't want people to prepare for it and to try yeah. and figure it out. But it's really something that, you know, you kind of just surrender to. Yeah. And for me, I did my weekend five years ago. It was really hard for me and I fought it in the beginning and, and then I had just had to just say, just try it, just try it, just see what this is all about. Yeah. And it was amazing. And, and the only way that I can describe it was magic. And I was in an incredible loving container of women yeah. and it was just very shocking and surprising. And it was, it, it's after that, you know, I was able to, you know, reclaim my, my inner witch and really, it really just shifted and kind of changed me. Yeah. And my role in this organization now is I'm a circle coordinator for like the New York metro, metro area, um, holding, holding circles and, um, and placing women in circles that have either gone through the weekend or not. And that was like the one that you had attended at my house, yeah. um, which was just kind of like giving you a taste of what it's like to, you know, sit in circle. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then talking about earlier, you had mentioned when we were together this summer at the spirit weavers gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do want to talk a little bit about my experience there and what that was like that for would me. Be great. 
<laughs> it was very hard. Um, my first very, experience, very challenging. And it's very intense. It and and I and I want to say, you know, if anybody has ever gone to, you know, a retreat weekend or wanted to <laughs> and wanted to learn something or get something or heal and you just didn't get it, like Woman Within is is it's a real juicy, good, real work. That's you know? so nice. And my mission is really kind of trying to offer a little bit of changes because it is an organization that's been around for a whole long time and kind of ran by a lot of older white women. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> too bad. Um, no, it's yeah. true. Yeah. But um, there needs to be an evolution. There, there needs to be an evolution. There needs to be more diversity. Um, not saying that that doesn't exist at all within the organization because it, it 100% does. And I'm there and I'm a, I'm a face for it of changing it. Um, and, and it's going through a lot of stretches and growth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's, it's really something that you're going to feel fulfilled by after mm. it. Um, but what I've learned is from going to, to other gatherings that safety and rules and structure are extremely important um in women's gatherings and and i know that there are you know there have been you know gatherings for a long time now there's a whole you know community around it um and the things that i bring in in my style are offering you know the the flow and 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 flexibility and spirituality and witchiness but also you know with with rules and structure and guidelines yeah. of of having safety because yeah. we can't all just go out there and just be like oh we're all wild women witches and we're just completely free because mm-hmm. that doesn't create safety a lot you know? of wild women witches cause harm yeah a lot of wild <laughs> lot witches of cause harm a lot of them do yes yeah, it's true <laughs> and that's that's what's so beautiful about it. and you know not to come in too hot and also completely interrupting your train of thought so let's just move back to that once yeah. i've spoken my piece. But I do feel like um, I just experienced something this week where somebody wanted to send me something and without going into any detail about it, it was so uh, such a violation of my energetic consent. Mm -hmm. Like she wanted to send me something and it wound up being like an offering to heal a part of my body that I had like spoken about on my Instagram. Mm -hmm. Didn't ask her to. Yeah. Did not give her my permission to do it. And now it's not, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't keep it. There was nothing I could do with it Mm -hmm. than just to give it back to the earth basically Mm -hmm. and just say thanks, but no thanks. Um, But I do feel like the lines of consent and safety are often really blurred Mm -hmm. in all gatherings like that Mm -hmm. amongst in relationships period. And so um, you kind of being a part of this like incredibly crucial paradigm of these people who are weaving together these aspects of group work, which is so vital. But I think many people have their own journeys and stories about how they don't want to be involved in it or they're afraid to be or they want to be or whatever. Mm -hmm. But having that sense of structure, safety and magic, Mm -hmm. I feel like is also a part of how you make a good three of cups experience. You know what I mean? It's like you can't really rejoice unless there's a sense of safety in a container. So 
um, I see that work in what you do and it's incredible. Yeah. Really special. No. And I, I will piggyback off of that, which will also bring it back yeah. around again. <laughs> Spiral path. Um, of talking about you. That is how, how you create sacred space, yeah. you know, is by making safety a, a number one priority. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm tapping the table. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I mean, honestly, we, we, I had spoken, my husband does the editing or does the engineering for the show. And he was like, um, please just bear in mind, like when you and your guests, like if you tap on the table and I like told you not, that we should watch it, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm just flailing my this arms. It's not and what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm telling you. Jingling, jingling yeah. I mean, it's part of the medicine. It's part of the music of this. <laughs> We're like, getting excited. It's completely fine. Um, I know. Can it be expected to keep these things in mind? <laughs> um, but yeah, back to that, that. That's how you create, you know, sacred space mm-hmm. by, and, and sometimes, you know, rules don't sound good to people. They didn't sound good to me. And I always thought that I was like a go with the flow type of person and, um, and very, you know, spontaneous and, and whatever, but you, you can't be, you can't be vulnerable in spaces without that. That's right. You need to know that people are going to be mindful of your boundaries, are going to be mindful of your personal space that are, that are not going to touch you if you don't want it, you know? Yes. Um, and you know, that's something that I, that I, that I say all the time, you know, at the beginning of my circles or even friends know that about me now sometimes. So I'll, I'll run into a friend and they'll say, are you available for a hug or can I give you a hug? Um, because sometimes that can be, you, you could be in a space where you you don't want to receive touching, you yeah. know? And in these, you know, wild women spaces, we can do that of just being like, yeah, like <laughs> kisses and hugs and <laughs> all of that and blah, blah, blah. Um, miss me with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they like kissing and hugging. Yeah, when it's when I've given my express permission for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's too much sometimes. I've, I've had a lot of people come in real hot with just like a kiss <laughs> on the cheek. Oh, that's happening. Okay. okay. Consent is not something that is yeah. important to you. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like that's like, there are these levels, right? It's like, we, we come into this world as magical beings, so open, and then we have to close. And then I feel like the level one spot, and I'm not judging anyone, but I feel like level one is being like, fuck that. I'm not going to remain closed anymore. So I will not check in with anyone Mm -hmm. because I'm just, I have to be free. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, no. There's level two, three, four, five, where you're, the freedom is maximized by you checking in. It's a, I feel like it's the highest form of presence Mm -hmm. to be able to just say, Hey, how about this? How about that? Like you can be wild and free with boundaries set you know yeah. so yeah and, anyway and and sometimes I don't like to say you know these are the rules you know I mean, no when one I, loves it when I know when I leave so I'm like these are guidelines or a gentle invitation yeah to not touch each other <laughs> without permission <laughs> to not fucking touch me <laughs> gentle permission to not fucking touch me um but even you know we can well we can go into to some of the things that I say um and that I've learned from from sitting in circle and in, in, in different types of circles, mm-hmm. um, you know, tissues are another thing of mm. being offered a tissue or offering someone a tissue. I've seen it time and time again, take somebody out of their experience oh, and out of their absolutely. feelings. Um, and even when I cry, I'll also apologize for it. You know, when we, that's something that we should be able to do freely and feeling our feelings and going through the motions and releasing 
you know, but, and, and this, and the same with when we're talking about touching that will happen sometimes where someone's being emotional or having a moment and someone wants to comfort and fix Mm -hmm. and that can turn into caretaking and coddling. And I experienced that. Um, and that didn't make me feel empowered or supported. It made me feel like a child, you know, it made me feel helpless. Um, when I really just needed to be heard or be seen, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, another thing is, is having a form of conflict management of being able to talk about when something happens, um, when we get triggered, which was the class that you had attended, which I think is so important because that's just, that's going to happen. It's going to happen all the time. It's going to happen in life, you know, and what we were talking about before about being able to reveal wounds to find healing. It's the same as when we're triggered. There's medicine there of why we're triggered. And a lot of times that activates old wounds that we might've forgotten about, but we need to do the work and discover what's there and what needs to be healed around that. So it's important to really honor when you feel upset, or crossed or when there's a disconnection or a separation why is that you know and I feel that we truly want connection we want to see ourselves in each other we want to find partnership we want to find community and not to say that you know um you know being you know a solo practitioner or or, you know or uh a uh a a witch that is very personal and practices on her own that Mm -hmm. like she's doing it wrong or like needs community. Um, But I really feel that on a lot of levels deep down, we want that. We desire this. And, and, and it can be one-on-one with another person, but I don't think anybody just wants to walk through the world by themselves. Yeah. That's, that's tough. (laughs) Even though a lot of us feel that way, you know? Yeah. And, and that can definitely come up a lot at these gatherings where we are with hundreds of women, you know, sometimes mm. or sometimes, you know, just 30 or sometimes seven. Yeah. Um, but we can feel so alone, you know. Yeah. And through sharing, we're able to see ourselves in each other a lot mm. of the times, you know. It's beautiful. Yeah. And you're. Um, just like looping back around to your journey mm-hmm. as facilitator. So, oh, that was the question. Yes. <laughs> oh no, we went so far, but I, I only not to pull us back, but simply because I am desirous to mm-hmm. know your full journey with that. So, um, you went and you had to really invite yourself to drop in and really be present for it. Mm-hmm. Um, after kind of wanting to resist it. Yeah. And then where did that lead you? So I feel like you had mentioned, you know, earlier uh, also about the the Queen of Wands. And I feel that I'm definitely um, fully stepping into that energy this year. Yes. Um, And just talking about that. I feel palpable. Yes. And I feel that it might have been energy that I was holding that you saw. I didn't really maybe right away. Um, and stepping into a role or an identity as a facilitator took a lot, took a long time. Um, and, and it's still a journey, you know, of 
of offering this work, but also sitting in this work and continuing this work, um, it, it was through my own experiences and really understanding that this was a clear path for me mm. because of my own traumas and because of my own old wounds. You know, it's because of everything that I experienced as a child, you know, as a young woman growing up that's allowed me to be connected to women today. Mm. It's because of all of the pain that I've gone through. And I see that so clearly. And I received that uh, through a, a meditation that I had done, or a, a, vi a visualization where... I would sit with, you know, my little girl archetype and she'd always be very scared and timid and, and, and afraid. Um, cause that's just, you know, the energy of, of what my little girl is. And I did this visualization once and she just came to me and gave me that message and said, everything you experienced was for you to do this work and to be connected to women today. And that's when it really became so clear to me of like, oh, this is what I want to do, you know, yeah. and having other tools like tarot and Reiki and, um, you know, and knowledge of like crystals and herbs, just like, yeah. you know, aids along <laughs> that journey of being able to be a facilitator and a healer of the dark feminine and taking real deep journeys. And it's because I've been there. Yes. I've been to hell. Yes. And I can help you with it too, you know, yes. if you, if you need the support, if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> if I have your permission. Yes, if I have your permission. I mean, what you're talking about is so powerful and like life renewing on multiple different levels, but what a continued affirmation in a way that really just brings all the big feelings up for me that how often we need to hear from people like you who are, um, you recognize that in these spaces you shine so deeply. Like it's very hard for us to imagine when we're in hell that mm -hmm. this will one day have any purpose, but it's actually the initiatory process. And mm -hmm. it's not an over -romantic romanticizing of it. It just really is. Mm -hmm. And, um, to continue to hear that named through you sharing your story and your wisdom, I feel like has just really, I can feel already like lit up many people in hearing this because we need to hear that it's not actually the end. It's totally the beginning yeah. and the keepers of wisdom in us do remember. And we're constantly going through cycles and transformation yes. over and over and over again yeah. and rebirthing ourselves over and over and over again. And my myself, you know, get stuck in those dark pits and get stuck in the well. And I need my own community and I need my own circle to help support me and to pull me out um, when I am getting lost myself, you know, yeah. and not just offering um, you know, support to others, but I need to receive that too, especially yeah. to be able to go out again and be strong again, yeah. you know? Um, and I think that doing that type of work, trauma work, shadow work, going to those deep, dark places, it's, it's not cool. It's not pretty. It's, mm -mm. it's very uncomfortable. It's very scary, but that's where you're going to find your, your gifts, you know, your that's what you're going to find. What's yeah. What's been lost or what's been buried, um, what you've been separated from after birth when, you know, it's all about us, you know, reconnecting with our true essence, yeah. you know, that's always been there, but it's just been hidden under like so much other 
bullshit. And we got to do the work to get down and reclaim it. And that's also been something for me that, uh, that definitely came up in this past year that we had, um, there were a lot of new things that I was unpacking and unfolding and it was like, Oh, okay. This was in here. (laughs) Yeah. Or I thought I dealt with that, but here's this new thing, Yeah, you know, and even being able to, to admit that, which is so hard sometimes to, to share with people, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to sleep at night. Um, it's hard for me to go to sleep. And that's because my bedroom wasn't a safe place as a kid. Yeah. And yes. it's, and it's, 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 it's hard to say that or to really realize that, that that's what's showing up in my adult life now. Yeah. Because of that. Yes. Yeah. That was really, I feel like, yeah, 2018 was so shocking with the kinds of things like, um, I have many memories, um, of, just understanding things, the why of things, mm-hmm. and it feeling like just on the line of what I could handle a little bit. <laughs> like there were many things that I was like, oh, I had not remembered that. Mm-hmm. Or I had never ever put that together. Okay. And then like another dam breaks and another dam breaks and it, yeah, that's that whole year was really mm-hmm. like that. And it's mm-hmm. incredibly. And so for you, I know because you shared it with me and you've also shared it here. Like, I feel like for so many people, when things like that happen, like that realization that you had that is so powerful and so intense, like that idea of like, oh my God, like my bedroom was not a safe place. And mm-hmm. my nervous system remembers mm-hmm. like, you have discovered the healing power in your community, in your group, in your coven. And I feel like that is very related to your magic. Um, And I'm curious because this is, might be the same for you. It might be different. My gut tells me it might be different. Um, What does it mean to you to have a coven? And what is... I feel like your whole face lit up. <laughs> what does it mean to you? Because, yeah, like, I mean, Queen of Wandsness, like, what does it mean to you to be a part of a coven? How is that a nourishment for you? What does that give you? Well, even just sharing that, you can feel so alone, you know, saying yeah. that. And then if you share it in a circle in a coven and someone else can identify with that, you know, then you don't feel alone and, and then you can feel supported. And that's why I think it's so magical about, you know, circles and covens and when, you know, women gather in an authentic way or people gather. And I'm sorry to keep, you know, using that. It's just, it's, it's, I think it's okay. I have it. Yeah. Um, it's, um, for, for me now being in a coven, I, I love my coven and I sit in, um, I sit in different many, uh, different women's circles. I have like a tarot coven and I've got, um, a queen rat coven and my yeah. empowerment circle and, you know, the, the, the circles that I do in my home and, you know, sisters that I've connected with from going to gatherings at like spirit weavers and moon mountain and origins and, you know, mm. tons of just, circle sisters 
um, all around. But it took a while for me to, to find a fit. And I sat in a circle um, for about three years and that was amazing and really beautiful and they're thriving um, even now. But it took a lot for me to really realize when it wasn't serving me anymore mm. and when I had to check out, you know, yeah. and and then kind of didn't have that support for a while. And so it's been really nice to really find another home again, because, you know, while I do, you know, facilitate circles, that, so that means that I'm, I'm sitting in circle, but there is something that's very important about the same group of women gathering yeah. to do ritual or work or whatever you want to do in your type of, of, um, of community of, you know, covenant circle, it, it can be anything, Yeah. but you need a home base mm -hmm. to go to and to cry without judgment and to be seen and to share in a safe space. It's so important. I feel that it's also so important if you're a practitioner, you know, if you're holding space for a lot of people, you got to release. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You need to be held too so that you can yes. be strong again to reconnect, to, to, to offer your gifts. Yes. And that's what my coven does for me, you know? Mm. Um, and, and yeah, you said my face lit up. I like, I'm literally like in love. Yeah. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's the most gorgeous thing. Um, you know, you had mentioned before in this interview, um, mentioning your thoughts about spirit weavers or the like, what was, what came up for you when you experienced that? Was there anything else you wanted to share? Oh yeah. So my, my <clears throat> first experience, uh, at spirit weavers, um, I, we went the first time, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, so 2016. Yeah, let's, let's talk. I, I went because of you. Oh, um, <laughs> so nice. I didn't know that. This, I was teaching in 2016. Yeah, and this is when I was in um, the Brooklyn Falls Tarot right. Journey taught by you and, and Jeffrey Henshaw. Um, and you were going to be out of town for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, because yeah, I was teaching it both weeks. Yeah, and yes. why are you not going to be here? And yes. you were like, oh, I'm going to do this gathering. And I had never heard of it. And I immediately went home and like Googled it. And they had like a promo video from the year before. And I cried. And I was like, I'm going to this. Yeah. And, and also I was coming from, you know, uh, uh, staffing on retreat weekends for, for, you know, healing weekends for women. So I was like, yes, I want to explore more of this. Mm -hmm. And it was a complete shock to me yeah, because I come from a community where the container is very small and secure for safety, yeah. uh, because it's very intense work. So there's always more staff members than participants to ensure safety because we're going to be doing real deep work, you yeah. know, um, and we want to make sure that you'll be supported with anything. Mm -hmm. So I came to this gathering and there's 600 women and, and it, and, and I felt that when I, what I experienced was a lot of, uh, disorganization at the time, which it's definitely grown from that. And I feel that it needed that. Um, it, or it needed to realize, you know, where, where, you know, where the, where the cracks were so that you yeah. can kind of fix it. But so, um, it was, I was very, very frustrated and, 
um, and very sad and really tried to figure out where I fit in and struggled with a lot of things. And I think there was a moment where you and I ran away to go get cheeseburgers. Multiple, multiple (laughs) Multiple. moments. When I showed up at Spirit Weavers to teach, um, my first day I left. It was, I was so, I felt so judged, Mm. so not supported, so not seen. And I was a teacher, Mm -hmm. which should be equal weight. Mm -hmm. Teacher and participant, it's just different methods of holding, Mm -hmm. different layers of holding. Mm -hmm. Literally put my shit in a car and left Mm. and was intending to go back to New York that night. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I can't believe I never told you that. I know. I don't know if if you did. Yeah. It was really hard. And you know, I, I, uh. It was really easily the, um, I have two hardest moments of my professional career, both of which required days away from home, both Mm -hmm. of which were kind of retreat style settings. Mm -hmm. Um, and that will probably always be number one. It was so hard and I only got support from people like you and my friend Erica, who I reconnected with there. We actually didn't really... Um, we were not as close at that time and we, um, that we were just acquaintances, but became like excellent, beautiful friends while there. Mm -hmm. So there were these beautiful, like pockets of support that sprung up, but it was because it was so leaky, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, like, so yeah, not to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Please continue. But but I'm right there with you. There were multiple cheeseburger outings. Yeah. (laughs) It was because of my uncomfortability where I realized what I needed. Mm. how you can realize how triggers can be a gift i was like oh i need rules and structure to feel safe yes well i didn't know that about myself before that before that experience you know yeah um that i need people to to ask before touching me yes i need that what a gift and not a lot of people can speak up in in that i couldn't before that you know and so I received, it was very challenging, but I received a lot of gifts from that. Mm. And it was still an incredible experience, enough for me to want to go back the next year. Mm-hmm. And the next year I went back as um, um, a part of their SEVA program for work trade. And I went to uh, both weekends this time. Um, cause when I had gone the, the year before where you were, where you were teaching, I was just there for the moon session and mm-hmm. I had gone for both sessions and again was triggered, but I was able to communicate my experiences and really yeah. be heard and really create connections with a lot of women and really hear a lot of women and, you know, and, and then got the invitation to come back again and teach. And I, and still Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh really? Oh, okay. Yes. I do have things to offer, which was, you know, great. And so this past year when I was teaching there for the first time and you came and now you were the, you were the, you were my student, which was, was I was super nervous, (laughs) but I was was, so excited. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was really beautiful. And even that class, um, was was packed every time I taught oh. it and I, I I just loved that everybody was you know stayed with me and was and got something out of it it was yeah. it was it was really incredible yeah um a, a lot of other magic that happened this year at Spirit Weavers was um well I'll talk also in the beginning about there was something that I had struggles with of uh being in 
women of color circles only. Mm. And my second year that I went, I sat in circle and there was a lot of deep sharing. Um, And a lot of us kind of came to the conclusion that, you know, change wasn't going to happen if we were just having these circles in private and not really expressing our triggers um, so that there could be change. And this past year, uh, we were able to to have those conversations with um, with Amea, the the organizer, who is an amazing, wonderful human and and so welcoming and and loving and really, um, really open. And it was so great to be able to have a meeting with her and with um, with allies and really express, you know, what our experiences were like and what the triggers were and and to see this organization take that seriously and to see them make amazing positive changes and moving forward. And I'm so excited to be a part of it in this this upcoming summer and to be there and reconnect with women. And it's wonderful. And, you know, and this is the point of like doing you know, the work of the three of the cups and coming together in celebration and gathering, but, but for the greater good to create magic, to create change, you know, and there was something that Maya had shared, um, at Spirit Weavers last summer where she talks about the, um, the message that she had received of wanting to be on the land where it is in, in Cape Junction, that the trees came to her and told her that, you know, we needed to be there, that mm. there was like work to be done. And I, I really believe that. And I had the same experience and it was like in these gatherings, in gatherings like these and gatherings all over the world in circles, when we come together, not only for celebration and laughter and singing or Mm -hmm. ceremony or ritual, but to have uncomfortable conversations sometimes and to talk about real shit going on in the world and how it's, you know, mirrored and reflected even in these sacred settings, we're the ones who, you know, have to start the change, you know, the power that we have as, you know, as witches and, and, um, and these just innate gifts and abilities, we're going to be able to change the world. I've seen yes. it done in smaller settings, in circles. So yes. if there are se- if there are several hundred people on the same path, you know, doing that and taking it outward, then the world's going to be looking good, hopefully. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, wow. So that was a, an incredible experience. And it's nice to really be a part of the growth and be a part of the change and to really talk about coming from a very uncomfortable place um, to now being very, very comfortable. And, and, and if I'm not, I'm able to talk about it and to know that I'm going to be heard, you know, and, and I'm excited to kind of just see the progression and the growth with that and so many other communities and gatherings and organizations that I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are in a very, you know, uncomfortable space when we want to talk about growth and change. And But it needs to be addressed so yes. that everybody can enjoy this and everyone can experience this. Absolutely. And so it's definitely something that I encourage of going to one of these retreats, going to one of these gatherings to get out and be with community. And, yeah. and, and you can start small, you know, by, 
even with with girlfriends just have like a you know a, a, a small session talking about something deep or even just doing a, a simple check-in yeah. um last year for the women's march oh this is so fun uh <laughs> last year for the women's march a bunch of girlfriends and i uh went out in in new york and we did a check-in on the subway <laughs> when, we were, it. Yes. when we were all just standing there and it yes. was early in the morning and some of us are hungover <laughs> and and we're excited to go and we're like you know there's so many people on the subway with their posters and but we were like let's just do a check-in of how are you yeah. feeling right now Absolutely. and you know other people could hear us but it was totally fine for us to just really prepare ourselves to go out there and to yeah. to you know, check in with each other and see each other. And it was such an amazing time and a beautiful day. And it, it was just really like amazing and lovely. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love hearing your experience sharing about um, spirit weavers and I'm so Well, everything that you've just said, but I'm particularly grateful for that because um, I, um, yeah, in going this year as a participant, it was so different. Mm. Every a lot of it was very different. The mm -hmm. land is different. Mm -hmm. It's real different. Mm -hmm. So it's so nice to hear that that has started to spring up from folks really directly communicating and having those communications be heard, which I think is also like, of course, this is not uh, a revelation, but there, I think there is something really golden and important in that, that, um, you know, so many of us just don't communicate because we don't mm -hmm. feel safe. Mm -hmm. We don't know if we'll be heard. Mm -hmm. And, um, you, I feel like, you know, in the uh, class you taught at Spirit Weavers and really all your offerings, but particularly that class that was mainly about, um, communication mm -hmm. and doing so in a nonviolent, but direct way in which you were heard, but, the person um, where you could really communicate in a way that was effective. Yeah. Um, and it, I really do believe that when there is communication in that way, that's courageous and brave, um, like that is the real intersection of true magic. Yeah. When someone is available to say, absolutely, we want to change, fix, evolve, grow with you. And we are listening to mm -hmm. you and we're going to translate that and feel like that's the real three is yeah. like communication of our observation. Someone receiving that communication, actually stepping forward and then coming together in this wholly new container that just keeps spiraling out stronger and stronger and stronger. And like, it's also how we build up trust with people. 100% because, you know, Three of Cups is about deep bonding. Absolutely. So we got to make sure that that, yeah, that that's always taken care of, you know? And I also think, you know, I hadn't thought of this until this moment, until you mentioned deep bonding. I think also there are a lot of us who don't, um, it, whether we communicate or not, or sometimes we communicate to someone with whom we need to have a clearing, as you'd put it, or mm -hmm. um, with whom there's been hurt or misunderstanding. And the person is not available mm -hmm. to listen, evolve, change, or take responsibility. And there is equal, if not 
even greater power in that because then we are empowered to say, okay, I'm going to honor my grief process, but also I understand that this is not someone who I can have three of cups relationship with. Yeah. This is not someone that is available to continue being a part of this triangle with me. Yes, exactly. Um, and I love that there, you know, it's interesting because so many of us, of course, we want to communicate. We want to be heard. We don't want to be hurt. We don't want to be gaslit. We don't want to be ignored. And yet there is such a strong power in communicating, not being heard and saying, okay, I will take up the mantle to other folks who are available to hear me Mm -hmm. and to take responsibility. And I love, I love Maya too. I love that she's been so, um, open of course not all that was about spirit weavers no yeah diatribe but (laughs) (laughs) it is wonderful that that has been such um that you've seen such a beautiful shift in the tone there and but even like how my experience with woman within kind of like shifted me into doing all of this work and starting a new journey and completely you know changing my life and changing my career um you know my experience with spirit weavers has, um, you know, created another shift in me wanting to be in more of these gathering spaces. And, um, in, in late summer, early fall, I was in the Nevada city area for about a month doing back to back to back, um, women's Mm -hmm. work, like, or, or, or gatherings and, um, you know, with women within, and then with the origins gathering and with moon mountain gathering. And it was work. Like as soon as I just set foot on that land yeah it was just work and there was a lot of things that came up for people that came up for me and and we had to just dive into what we what we needed to 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 do yeah um and but that's a perfect space to be able to do that you know um to be able to have these conversations you know it's it's very amazing to you know learn how to, you know, weave a basket and to make fire and to naturally dye something. But it's also amazing to learn how to (laughs) talk about when you were triggered in those different workshops and how to communicate around that um, and how to process when you're, when you've done, you know, deep work in ceremony or in ritual, um, there needs to be a blend of all of it. And I feel like that is something that's, that's happening in these gatherings. And that's, 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 that's something that I have to offer and where I can come in, where I can fit in, in those places, you know, because I can definitely feel like I'm not witchy enough or earthy enough for this or, you know, where am I going to fit in here? Where am I, where am I? <laughs> and you so are, but I know what you mean. <laughs> I, well, I also feel like you are a healer of like, you are a connector mm-hmm. in many ways. Like, um, you know, you didn't say this, but I also know because I do know a little bit about your spirit weavers backstory, because again, we're, we know each other in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot that you brought in your vulnerability that helped to change the gathering, mm-hmm. that helped to change the energy. And I feel like with your conflict work, like there's a lot of deep, quiet, but very powerful support that you can bring in. I, I think it, um, I mean, you're amazing in so many ways, but I think the genuineness with which you come to folks with your truth 
it disarms people who would necessarily be maybe defensive or not available to listen. I think it really changes things because you've been in group work for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, to anyone listening to this who, like, I think um, everybody struggles with communication about their triggers, but I think especially for any, um, not to isolate here, but any white ladies listening to this who feel a little sensitive about um, hearing uh, when they have triggered folks that this kind of gathering is seems for multiple reasons, but especially that one mm-hmm. a very good environment to start getting um, a little bit more used to looking someone in the eye and being able to hear them uh, if something you've done, whether intentionally or unintentionally has triggered them. Yeah. Um, because it does take practice to be able to be like, absolutely without defense and without fixing anything, just being able to hear and then change. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to say something on, along the lines of safety. There are some times when you have to make a decision for your own safety of how much you can take or what you're ready for. And for me, I'm very much in a space now where I really want to understand where my triggers come from. And I want to do the work to move beyond that Mm. rather than avoid it, Mm. you know, and just say, I just don't want to deal with this because I don't feel safe. So I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to look at it. Not going to go there. But that's your, for me, that's not going to create healing around that. Mm. So it can be uncomfortable to do that, you know, or somebody might feel uncomfortable to think that there might be just like a bunch of reckless white women coming to these gatherings and not knowing that they're like, you know, wildly triggering other people. And I have had these conversations there mm-hmm. um, with some women where I'm like, you're just going to trigger people no matter what you're thin and blonde hair and blue eyes. And you're, it doesn't matter. You're going to trigger people as same as I know that I'm going to trigger people. Mm-hmm. And I spent my, a lot of my life trying to tell people that I'm safe or show that I'm safe they could just be triggered by black people, you know, and I can't help that. Yeah. But how do we move past that? How do we talk about the uncomfortability and, and find some sort of like common ground or, or able to talk about our fears and do work around it and move it, move through it. Yeah. That's what this is all about, you know, and why it's so important. And, and you have to be in a state of like, you know, feeling the fear and doing it anyways and, and knowing that you're going to grow and stretch from it. Yeah. Mm. Stacy, thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank you for everything. All (laughs) of this bowing to your wisdom. Truly. Where can people find you? Oh, you can catch me on the Insta. <laughs> um, at Stacy Ivory, at right? At Stacy Ivory, uh, S-T-A-C-I-V-O-R-I. Um, and my website will be launching soon. Um, same same spelling, S-T-A-C-I-V-O-R-I.com. Um, and I'll probably be hosting uh, a gathering for the full moon coming up at the end of this month. So stay tuned to the Insta to get more information about that. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yes. um, because also while I, uh, I am uh, an amazing witch, no, I'm just kidding. You are. Um, uh, I'm also imperfect and, um, and doing my own work around yeah. uh, um, planning and organization. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we were, we were just talking about this, you and I were talking about it before we recorded and Erica, who was the guest 
uh, last month and I had have had multiple deep conversations about this. You, Stacy, are literally always working, always serving, always. Like constantly. You are here, you are there, you are in this group, you are serving here, you are serving there. And very often when we're actually doing the work, we don't really have time to talk about the yeah, work. I need so, to be better at that. I need to be 100% better at I feel that. like it takes <laughs> I feel like it takes time yeah. and I I'm so excited for um yeah, but I just wanted to say like I deeply hear that. Yeah, and it's still, yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's still really that, hard. It's still that journey of do people really want to know? Oh, oh you yeah. do? Okay. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. I'll I'll you know feel more into that. You know, I'll mm-hmm. I'll take that that queen of wands energy yeah. and I'll consider you know, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's also a scary thing just as we were talking about doing shadow work and being in the shadows can be scary. It's scary sometimes to shine in the light. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah, cuz people don't like it. Yeah. And it's something that's that's really been my work is really, you know, seeing myself how others see me. And, mm. you know, that's why I light up talking about like my coven, because they're they're women that are mirrors for me, you yeah. know, and and that are, you know, you know, relighting or sh- or telling me how radiant I, I am, you know. Um, and I feel like a lot of us need that, you yes. know, three of cups. It's about queens honoring queens and blessing yes. up each other to empower each other, to get us to higher levels of, of success and unity. And we got to stop tearing each other down and start celebrating each other more and, and up leveling all of us so that we're just, you know, on top of our game and in all aspects. And so we're able to just, you know, take over the world again. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Thank you so much for that. Is there anything else you'd like to share? No, I think that's it. This has been a dream. so much. You this did. This is so exciting. Thank you so much Thank for being you. on this podcast. I adore you. I adore you. I love you so much. I love you so deeply, too. <laughs> so much. And your love meets me and fills me deeply so thank you for that yay yay 